Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Hello. <laughs> oh, wait, I got to take that banner off. I always keep forgetting to do that. Hide. I thought I told you to hide. There it went. Well, here we are, live and unscripted again. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything to talk about. Um, I just need to continue practicing this and learning some stuff with StreamYard and um, just getting in the habit of of content creation and stuff like this so, um, so that I can better market the um, the uh, B&B and and uh, if I if I market any more on Robin's desktop, any of the work I'm doing there, and just some of the stuff generally that that I'm into. So it's just a matter of of um, um, you know, out here wanting to chat if you want to chat, and um, talking to some folks. I don't have the uh, the type of account that will let um, let me stream out to uh, Telegram. I I've only got I've got three places I can stream to. I live stream to. I can live stream to YouTube. I can live stream to Facebook page and my Facebook profile. So I guess I could take one of those off. I wouldn't want to take off YouTube, obviously, because it's like the big dog out there it's getting kind of old dog but he's big dog out there um i don't want to take off uh, holstein house and um that only leaves uh, my regular facebook page so uh, there's a lot more people i'm connected with there but they don't interact very much so i don't know it's friday again Got any good plans for the weekend? I don't really. I've got to take, uh, I haven't gotten the um, tags changed on the, uh, from the Saturn to the Jetta. I have to stop and think. It's, what a drag it is getting old. There was a great philosopher that said that one time and he was right. Um, I I need to do that. The timing has just been a nightmare because if I'm not at DMV first thing in the morning, I'm not going to go because if you don't go early, you're going to be there the rest of the day. Um, if, you, if my experience has been, if you go to DMV at 10 o'clock in the morning or later, you're not getting out of there alive because you're going to kill somebody and they're going to put you to the death penalty. But uh, so I have to do, I have the paperwork. Everything's ready. 
as far as I know, I, I went on and checked the requirements to do this, filled, pre-filled out the form, had the insurance card and all that stuff. So it should not take long, but where they now allow you to make appointments and they make appointments so far in advance, um, it's, it's crazy. So you just kind of have, it's like going to the doctor's office and you're a walk-in patient. They kind of fit you in wherever they can. So at least it was like at the last time I was there. <clears throat> but I need to do that. And that's probably going to end up being in the morning because I'm not going to get out. It's after 10 now. So I'm not going today. And it's Friday. <laughs> and um, y'all say, hey. Um, so I'll have to do that in the morning. And that's just going to make the weekend just a crap fest. Hello, everyone. How are y'all? There it goes. I thought there for a minute it wasn't going to publish. <laughs> so that's that's probably it. And of course, church on Sunday is, you know, that's a given. That's that's like that's not written in ink. That's chiseled. That's chiseled in stone. There'll be church on Sunday. Today, uh, oh, I misspelled how. That's what I get for not having my glasses on. Um, today's dad's uh, INR test. He'll come over about noon. So I keep looking at that clock and I, I stopped it so it wouldn't cuckoo. Because <laughs> every time I do a video and I was getting ready to kick on the, the sound and stuff. And it it's off a little bit again because it's constantly being, I cannot get it dialed in. And just about the time I was about to unmute, it, it started chiming 10 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I went over and I stopped it. So it's not going to chime. But I keep looking up there out of habit, looking for it to see what time it is. Um, so the weather is turning. It's still it's still really wet. Uh, the, the, the yards haven't dried out any. We had some... Um, rain yesterday we had a lot of wind last night and it was kind of snowy sleety this morning before dawn and um it's still real wet but that's that's the state i mean three quarters of the year it's the ground is damp and squishy and the only reason i noticed that is because of you know going out to let the chickens and the ducks out and stuff I, i'm just out around it all the time now where i didn't used to be and I really need some dry weather to do a few things out in the yard, but I don't think that's going to happen for a while. It doesn't necessarily have to be warm. I mean, above freezing, but it, it doesn't, I, it really needs to be dry. Uh, wild onions or wild garlic, whichever one it is, is up in our yard, probably four or five inches. And there was, I don't know if it was last January or not, it was either last January or the January before Mr. Holstein was cutting grass in January because the uh, wild stuff like the onions and the garlic and the really weird weeds were, were high. <laughs> he absolutely does not want the grass tall. So, let's see. Oh, the... Uh, I'm sorry if the... Um, 
captions are on. I don't know if everyone sees the captions on Facebook or if it's just uh, like hit and miss. Because I've got one of the Facebook pages on my phone open and the captions are there. So I don't know if it's my individual settings or if everybody sees them. I hope not everybody sees them. I hate captions. So we're going to do that. I have been looking for the brackets online and at, and at the box stores, physical brick and mortar stores for those um, rails for the porch, the porch rails and the balusters. I absolutely can't find it. We bought a bunch of them at, at Home Depot when we got the columns and they're not the right ones. They don't, they don't fit at all. So I had to take them all back. And I keep looking for them. And I swear they look, I mean, I can't understand. It looks exactly like what I'm seeing at the box stores, except when I bring the bra bring a bracket, like I'll just get one now, bring it bra back and set it up against the top rail. It doesn't fit. So I spent a lot of time this morning um, before daylight looking. And I'm, there's this stuff over at Lowe's called... Um, um trex trex railing it's a it's a composite railing um the ones that they show that's in stock has the white rails and the and the dark uh, either black or bronze balusters i'd rather have the white ones but i don't see the option they really look shaped exactly like what i've got out there now for the top rail now not the balusters the uh, on, on those, they're more of a spindle, but um, they're, the top rail looks like it's shaped identically, but when you see the um, bracket, it doesn't, it doesn't match it. So I, and I didn't see any, I was over there Thursday, no, today's Friday, Wednesday, no, Tuesday, because Wednesday was Bible study. Oh my gosh. Tuesday, I was uh, over in town and, um, I went over to the stores and I was looking, I went, I had to go, I actually I had to go out towards Southridge. So I went on out there and I looked at Home Depot again to see if they had something different come in and they didn't. And I'd stopped back at Lowe's on my way back through and um, didn't see them there either. And I just don't know. I just, I, I mentioned to Mr. Holstein this morning that I just really can't find what matches what we have. And he, he said, well, we may just have to take a, a piece of, you know, just a little piece of, of two before or something, match it up to the, um, the bracket that we can get, trim it out, make it fit and all this stuff. And I don't doubt that, I mean, I, he probably can do it, but he doesn't have time. I mean, he really doesn't have time. Um, I, so I just, <laughs> it's dirt if you do, dirt if you don't. I don't want to leave that porch with no rails on it much longer. But I don't want to directly drill the way, put these, you know, big deck, um, deck screws through the rails the way they had them in the old ones. And I, cause it just, it, it just, 
I don't think it was effective and I think it looked awful. And um, you know, once you put a hole in the ones that we've got, you're not going to put wood filler in there if you make a mistake because they're composite columns. The columns we got are composite. I don't know. I'm actually leaning towards just getting new ones and getting a hold of the contractor and say, can you put new ones up? Because we're looking at maybe four sections of, of um, rail the whole because they sell them in the hole with the top and the bottom and all the balusters and a, a, a kit I think is what they call them a kit just getting four of those and a couple of them will have to be trimmed because there'll be three one on each side that should be full size I gotta go out there and measure it's I can do that here in a few minutes after we get off here measure each side because I think those kits come in six foot lengths, six foot long, 36 inches tall, which is fine. And um, then, so there'll be three of those, one on each side and one in the front. I think the one in the front is the one that throws me. Is it a six foot piece or not? Then the handrails for the stairs, I guess they would have to be different ones because they're, they make them for stairs and they're angled, you know, so you don't have to try to do that by yourself. And then there's just a tiny little section from, from one corner of the porch to the handrail uh, that because of the way the porch was built, probably, I don't know, 18 inches wide. But then you need, if it's all going to be look right and work right, because these are composite as well, they're not wood. They're composite, and then you wouldn't want to. There's a couple of posts up against the house on each end um, that would need to be that composite stuff, and would need to have the cap and the base. I mean, it it looked to me, and I'm not good at this stuff. My math skills are always weak; they always have been. Um, it, but what I came up with just for to to buy the materials for that, and I'm probably under because I probably need an extra p panel that I didn't anticipate um probably about 800 bucks just for that and then labor costs so we're looking probably another 1800 bucks just for that front porch and i don't have my stamp i don't have my stamp my notary stamp still it's been a little over a week since I reached out to National Notary and found out that my stamp, the box that this, my notary stamp was sent to me in was returned to them empty, which means my stamp was either stolen or lost. But at any rate, it has to be reported. I did report it to the Secretary of State's office. I shared that with you one day last week. Probably, was it Tuesday or Friday? May have been Friday. I don't know. Anyway. I haven't heard any more about it. And so I've been, um, I, I'll get, you know, I'll, I wouldn't have done any work over Christmas anyway. So the week between Christmas and New Year's, I wouldn't have done it. And my commission expired on the 20th. <clears throat> so from the 20th to say the second, 20th of December to the 2nd of January, um, I wouldn't have done, done, I wouldn't have been working anyway. But from the 2nd of January to today has been eight, uh, 19 days. 19 days I've not been able to work 
because I don't have that stamp. And while most people think, well, you, it, you know, notary, how much do you get? There's some jobs that I do that, that I make decent money and I cannot do those jobs. Jobs that involve real estate uh, that I can't do. And the money's not, <laughs> I was, you know, it's aggravating me. And uh, I did uh, send an email early this morning, probably about six o'clock because I was working on stuff, other stuff at six. And I thought, you know, I don't have that stamp. I'm going to ask him about this. So I sent an email out at six o'clock this morning uh, asking what the status was because I can't find any any record of uh, of it being in process. I had uh, the original order um, showing completed, and that's what caused me to call them and say, what's going on? I don't have it, and find out that it's been lost or stolen. So they created another order and then credited me for that stamp. So the, the stamp was 29 bucks. So they created an order for a stamp and then they credited me back $29 for the stamp. But that order shows completed as well. And I don't have the stamp. So I, I don't know what's going on. It's been paid for. And the expedited shipping's been paid for. So I don't, um, I, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to call them maybe this afternoon if I don't hear back when we get off here. So that's frustrating. <laughs> that's very frustrating because that's money that I need. It's my job, y'all. It's my job. Um, I'm reading folks are talking about uh, getting dental work done. I, Mr. Olsen, I actually have dental appointments coming up next week. We, um, We, ever so often we get out of whack with it. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, go in for our, our um, dental work, root cleaning. I, overall, I have fairly good, uh, fairly good teeth. I've, um, I've got TMJ and so I grind a lot. Um, I've learned to not clench in my sleep. It takes a lot of practice. It really does. You have to really work on it. Because ideally, your jaw actually isn't touching when you're relaxed. So your lips are closed, but but your teeth are not touching when you're when you're in a state of relax or just, you know, in general. So a um, an oral surgeon told me to get in the habit of, of thinking where what's going on with my jaw. And I would think, yeah, exactly. Because I was going through treatments for DM, TMJ. I had the, you know, the big mouth thing and I was sleeping in all the time and um <clears throat> taking <laughs> ibuprofen 800 woo, woo, uh to relieve the inflammation in the jaw and stuff <clears throat> and um I mean when I went to the dentist the first time before I was diagnosed with it I couldn't get my teeth apart which <laughs> wouldn't hurt me to do now 
but um, so I went in and they took the measuring stick. They said, open as far as you can, but don't hurt yourself. And I didn't very much. And he, you know, he said, you, you've got TMJ. I might have to send you off to a specialist and here's some anti-inflammatories and uh, some muscle relaxants for a day or so. And then some anti-inflammatories until you get to that next appointment. And, you know, and went through all that. So I had to learn to not, not clench my teeth. And I do okay for the most part. Every now and again, I catch it. And uh, I, uh, I I have a CPAP now too. And it, it presses on my, it's just the nasal one. It's not the full face one. It's, I started with the full face one and I couldn't, it just was killing me. I mean, and it was, plus it was up too high. It was choking me to death with air. So um, I've got the, the one that just sets on the nose now. And, but it sets also right here at my upper lip. So it keeps my upper lip irritated. So I've constantly got a little red spot there um on my upper lip where it just rubs all the time plus it's mashing in on my upper teeth and so my upper teeth are getting out of alignment i've also got a jaw tooth gone now that i didn't used to have so the teeth are all kind of shuffling around <clears throat> but um overall i've got the it, you know genetically i've got really good really good teeth um at my age i have like i said i've got well i had my wisdom teeth out but 90 percent of us have those out anyway if they hadn't come out, they would have been coming through the roof of my mouth. But I have all but, a, but two jaw teeth. And those are upper. They cracked. Uh, they wanted to do root canals. I said, no, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I've seen too many people that had root canals done that ended up with a lot of issues. The caps would crack. They'd the crowns would come off or the other way around. Maybe they'd end up uh, having to go in for something. They'd have to replace something. And the, you know, the tooth would crack. The tooth would crack, not just the, with the crown, but, and they just stayed, it was constant battle. So they were in there for all of the pre-treatment and all this stuff they do to destroy the nerve and, you know, drill it out and all the stuff they got to do. So dealing with all that pain and agony and frustration, and then, you know, off and on for the next two or three years, they continued to have trouble with those teeth. And then eventually the tooth was pulled. So it was like they were just, uh, you know, uh, it was inevitable. They were just postponing the inevitable of, of the, the tooth having to come out. So when, uh, <clears throat> when my dentist said, well, you're going to need a, a root canal. I said, no, I don't think so. And he says, well, you don't want to get us a no. And I explained to him why. And he said, well, I don't think you'll miss that particular tooth. And um, he said, we just have to watch because sometimes, you know, the other teeth shuffle around. And I said, that's fine, whatever, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through all that. I said, now, if it ends up being a front tooth, something that people are going to see, something that's going to distract, because, you know, we can pretend all day long, but it's very distracting when someone has something going on with their dental work in the front. Um, so I said, maybe then. And I have one on this side. I think it's this one. Yeah. Yeah, this side. That's moving. So it kind of looks like I'm missing a tooth, but I'm not really missing a tooth. It's just, it's just instead of being straight up and down, it's, it's kicked over 
kicked over this way. So there's a gap, gap between my teeth. But the tooth's there. <laughs> so I'm not toothless. <laughs> um, and for a long time, I was very conscious of which way I had photos taken. I would always. It's all right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, let's see. What sounds good to talk about today? It's 25 after. Um, some of you guys are going to hear this on the podcast because I'll rip out the audio and I'll post it as the podcast. And my favorite podcast, if you haven't figured that out by now, is um, Fountain.fm. And uh, Fountain's part of the Value from Value Network. And it's um, the way that works is if you, if you are a part of that and you hear, you know, instead of having paid advertisements and paid sponsors, we share. It's, it's kind of like tipping your, your wait staff or tipping the bellhop or, you know, but it, it's really, it, you're really just showing your appreciation for their efforts. And while that's also tipping, in a sense, tipping is, especially in a restaurant, it's considered a percentage of what you paid for, for something else. And you're not paying for anything here. So um, it's a, it's a contribution, if you would like. Um, and on Fountain, it's done with Satoshis. And Satoshis are the micro, micro, um, um, oh, I had it right on my tongue. I said it earlier. Um, anyway, they're they're the micro uh, coinage of Bitcoin. So where a a single Bitcoin is, I haven't looked today. I, I think it's still around twenty one thousand dollars. Satoshi's are kind of like your your nickels, dimes, and pennies, and they're they're based on a metric system. They're based on a series of the hundreds. Uh, so, um, that, that, um, not the metric system, but, you know, decimal system. I'm just, it feels like Monday, <laughs> tripping all over my, my language here. But also the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Google and Podbean, Spotify, and Amazon Music, Audible, TuneIn and iHeart player listen notes i gotta find out what that listen notes is i don't know what that is at all in samsung so if you're part of the value for value network and and you hear something that <laughs> makes you chuckle makes you groan and makes you think uh makes you mad makes you happy makes you sleepy <laughs> i hope you'll share some of that value with me i have one person that listens to me on Fountain said I put him to sleep when I talk. I said, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Or... <laughs> but, okay, as that, you know, as, as long as you're listening, whether you're listening in your sleep, I don't care. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I did the cookbook. Where's my cookbook? I had it right here because I was messing with it yesterday. Do do do. Hang on, excuse me. Ah, oh, where'd it go? It was right here. I'll be darned. Where did I put that thing? I know you're watching me look. All, oh, it's behind me. <laughs> so, and I had 
my car keys sitting on it. So for those of you who don't know, I have, I ha actually have a couple cookbooks out. Uh, I have the other ones on Amazon under my name. Well, my name in the middle initial, Robin A. Holstein. So you'd have to look it up that way. But I have a, an ebook, a cookbook ebook that I have on Etsy. And um, the link, I'll put the link for the, for it, it, it's in the description or show notes, depending on where you're, where you're hearing this or watching it. So the, it's a, it's the cookbook that I put together for um, uh, a program. A friend of mine has a program for women. And I put it together for them because of their exceptional low income. Or, I mean, if you really want to say poverty. Uh, so they have almost no money coming in. They're just getting back on their feet for a variety of reasons. And we talked about they uh, struggle to make ends meet and maybe don't have good money management skills. So they've got, you know, a week or two between checks or paydays or whatever, and they've blown all their cash or almost all of it. So I put this together and it's called, uh, do, 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 let me tip it around where it's not glaring. And of course you're looking at it backwards. Super meal ideas for tight budgets uh feed your family on ten dollars or less a day and i did yesterday i spent some time and i'm not the best at putting videos together and stuff but i spent some time putting up um well recording three videos they didn't all go live yesterday one of them did a breakfast a lunch and a dinner and um this is the breakfast one that I put up yesterday. So the video is on the YouTube and it's on Rumble. It's uh, this one I titled Super Scramble. Can you guess what it's made with? Uh, the ingredients are two tablespoons of butter, a can of one of the following, either uh, cheese soup, cream of celery, cream of chicken, or cream of mushroom soup. Now, I don't like mushroom soup I mean if you want to put it in meatloaf or roast or something like that okay but not to eat mushroom soup I don't like mushrooms and I don't like them in my scrambled eggs <laughs> uh, I, I personally wouldn't try celery but you can use it you can use it it's okay you can do it chicken is okay uh, and the cheese that I used was fiesta nacho cheese Unfortunately, I couldn't find that in an off-brand. I had to get the brand name. And part of this whole thing is to keep the cost down. Uh, now, this is for a family of four, so you would use eight eggs, the whole can of soup, the whole 10.5-ounce can of soup, eight eggs, salt and pepper to taste. And you just basically, you melt your butter in your heavy skillet, you mix your soup and your, and your eggs, and you beat those up, and you put them in the skillet, and you scramble your eggs. And with the nacho cheese soup, you probably wouldn't have to use a whole can because you're going to adjust that to taste but that's that's the recipe i like the fiesta nacho i think it gives a great little spicy taste to the scrambled eggs um so you won't be able to see the image of i don't think uh that's a serving suggestion with 
couple slices of bacon, some toast, and coffee. And that meal, as it sits, for a family of four, is under $3, and I'll just round it up to, to 50 cents. So that was the first one I did. It's up at YouTube now. I did another one on... Tomato and cheese soup, which is along the same lines. You're going to use a can of uh, tomato soup, a can of Fiesta nacho cheese or cheddar cheese. Doesn't matter. Um, again, I couldn't find the cheese soups in the off-brand names. And garnish with bacon crumbles, um, croutons or uh, crackers, and just a little extra cheese just for a dab of, of garnish. Because it's really cheese laden, so you don't need to put a whole lot of it. And again, that one's under three dollars and uh, fifty cents. Then where is it? Where is it? Do, 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 do. Now the dinner one was a little more hearty, and Mr. Holstein loved it. I fed it to him last night. Bean, bacon, and burger. Let's see. To trying to get the glare off of that picture. I don't think I can. It's uh, it's made with, oops, sorry. It's made with uh, chopped onion, chopped green pepper, butter, pound of ground beef, which throws the price off a little bit. I put this together back in October of last year, so October of 2022. Uh, bean with bacon soup, water, ketchup, and then... Hamburger buns, but I used an English muffin because I had English muffins. And it comes out almost like a chili. Almost like a chili. But the book has information in the back. A section I called miscellany. Talks about uh, different types of breads and the cost of breads and ways to save money on bread. Uh, single servings, cheeses, milks, potatoes and rice. How to, about how important it can be to have a good presentation when you're struggling. You know, when you are when you don't have money, the small things mean a lot. So if instead of just using plastic forks and spoons and uh, styrofoam bowls, you know, take time ever so often to use real ones. And if you don't if you don't have a full set. If you have a little extra change, the, the thrift shops have a lot of times. They're not sets. They're just individual pieces. But you can you can put a couple of place settings together for very reasonable, very low price, under $5, you know, and have a nice place setting every now and again, you know, and just treat yourself. And it doesn't cost that much. A little information on, from the USDA on storing soups, the kind of soups that you crack open from a can. A little information on Best Buy dates, a shopping list. Uh, I got some harsh light here. Shopping list for all of the things that are in the um, in the book. A price comparison chart, which I put together again, week ending October first, twenty twenty two. It compares uh, the store store brand and the brand name on the soups that I found that had both uh like cream of chicken soup campbell's soup at on october 1st of last year was a dollar 18 a can 
and the off-brand was 57 cents a can. So to show uh, little differences in the price and how, how you can save money, I mean, you're saving almost half there. Some I couldn't find uh, store brands for, like the cheese, like clam chowder, like jambalaya. A dozen eggs, a dozen large eggs on October 1st, 2022 was $2.27. So, and then a measurement and conversion table from standard to metrics, because something, sometimes you need to know how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon and how many half teaspoons is in a milliliter. And then just how to reach me in social media and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, super meal ideas for tight budgets. Feed yourself and your family for less than $10 a day. And it's on Etsy. Etsy. Uh, look up Holsey. Well, the link's down there links down there so um a week from today the second uh video for the recipe will go out and a week from that the third one will go out so it's a little mini series of, of uh three recipes that, that i did in my not made for pinterest kitchen do, 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 do. now what do you want to know Oh, so some of my ducks are starting, I think I told you this already, I lose track. My leghorns are molting and not laying. They're the ones that lay my nice white, larger white eggs. The ducks haven't laid in forever and are at risk for going into the duck soup pot. My Isa browns, one of them's laying. I don't know which one. It may be both of them. They may be alternating days, but I kind of doubt it. So I'm getting one brown egg and one of my Easter eggers is laying. Gronk. I know Gronk's laying. Gronk is, Gronk is named that because the the weird noise he, she makes. It sounds just like that. She's laying. And the reason I know she's the one laying one of the green eggs. There's two green egg layers because one day I got two green eggs. Is because I caught her. She came out of cackling. And I saw her and I reached in the box and it was still warm, warm and snuggly. But uh, so I'm trying to increase the protein for them because especially during the molt, they need more protein. And um, I've, you know, they have their, their free access to uh, oyster shell for calcium. They have, uh, they're still getting out several times a week. So they're getting plenty enough for grit. I'm trying to increase their protein. Protein is also important for the development of the eggs. And um, they, they don't like it when I keep them locked up. But I'm trying to keep them locked up later into the day to make sure that they remember that they're to lay their eggs in the nest box and not out in the yard someplace. Because every now and again, I think somebody sneaks off and lays an egg. But I don't, I don't, I, I think that and then I, I don't find any evidence of it. So. Um, I've moved, I, ha I have had wild bird seed feeders, um, off to this side of the house and the chickens were hopping the fence to get to the wild bird seed. And I don't know why it took me so long to say, dummy, move the wild bird feeders to the back of the yard and the chickens will stay back there because they want to eat everything that the wild birds flop over into the, into the grass. And so far it's worked. They have not 
they have gone across the fence, checked where the feeders used to be, and then gone back to where they are now. So I, it's something that simple. Duh. And I had to do the math. And I hate this. And I, I did let some my uh, one of my best uh, um, uh, customers know. I had to sit. I finally, I absolutely had to do the math on what it was costing me for feed and supplements. And by supplements, I don't mean like vitamins and stuff. I mean like for the calcium, which, okay, that falls there. But the additional proteins in the form of the um, fly larva and stuff, the uh, scratch that I use to help keep, especially in the winter, they get a little extra scratch because it helps keep them uh, warm because they're burning that, you know, they're burning that, uh, uh, those carbohydrates off and they're staying a little warmer. And it's also a little treat to, to tease them back into the, into the run when they've been out. But there's uh, some of those. And then the, um, um, the straw and the pine shavings that I need for inside the coop to keep that dry and, and cleaned up. So I did a little spreadsheet and I put all of them in there and I put how many chickens and I put the cost divided by the chickens over the amount of time and blah, 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 per egg and dozen. And I, and, and I have to raise my, my prices on my eggs. So I've got some eggs to deliver today. Um, I managed to get uh, a couple dozens together now that they're starting to lay a little better. And I let him know, I said, I, I, I just... Not this round, but next round, it's going to have, they're going to have to be $4 a dozen now, which I still think it's kind of low compared to what you're paying out in the, out in the wild at the, at the box stores. But, um, I just, I couldn't, I, I'm just, it's a matter of, of the math. It's a matter of the math and you have to be able to, you know, buy the feed. If you don't buy the feed the birds will starve. So it's a little bit of a balancing game. It just, it just got to the point where I have to do that. And I'm, I'm probably going to take on a, two or three more birds this year so that they'll be laying this fall. So um, I won't have that. I still won't have that many, you know, laying at any one time, especially in the winter, but we'll still have some eggs so that when I need them, I'll have them. I think we talked about the bird flu last time. But I tell you, I am hearing, hearing, it's it's gossip at this point. It's, there's, I have nothing to base this on other than people are starting to chatter. And that is that uh, with, some of the changes in the trucking regulations in California, independent truck drivers are fleeing the state like every other <laughs> citizen in business. And that is going to sharply impact not only getting goods from the ships across the United States, but the, the types of the um, how much it's going to cost for those who are still there and doing it to ship i don't know all i don't know the whole 
background because I don't get into California politics. I probably should understand it a little better just so that I can have intelligent conversation about it. But apparently there was a law passed in California that um, along with cars, uh, over-the-road trucks are going to have to be electric. Well, anybody that has ever bought a used diesel truck knows it's a nightmare to make those payments having to buy because you don't have there's no used over the road 18 wheel tractors out there i didn't even know if they make them yet but there's no used ones out there to buy and how long is it going to take you to charge them i mean you could probably try putting a solar panel on top you're going to get a little bit of trickle charge but I can't imagine you're going to get enough charge to keep that truck rolling very long. And, and you, you put the strain of a, a trailer on the back of it loaded down. Let's say, okay, let's, let's use this example. Let's just say cars, automobiles from Japan and Korea and, you know, coming over on ship. If you can get them here on ship with, with a battery powered ship, I don't know nuclear battery i guess i don't know we've got nuclear submarines maybe we can have nuclear tankers i don't know anyway so they come across over on these and and you're at the loading docks and you're trying to move these cars which are i don't even know if you can ship because uh if california has outlawed outlawed the sales of um internal combustion engine automobiles by i don't know 2025 2030 whatever it is can you even ship them into those ports? Or are they going to have to go around? Because you would have to be able to, you'd either have to tow them off the ships onto the electric powered tractor trailers, or you'd have to start them up to move them to get them on there. I, you know, think this through. So I, I've got this gas powered vehicle because it's, it is legal to sell a, gas-powered internal or, or diesel internal combustion engine uh, sedan in West Virginia. So I've got to get it here from California. I, I don't, I don't, I guess they're coming over from California. I don't know if they're coming across the Atlantic or not. But anyway, for the example. So I, I can't start it, the engine to take it off the ship onto the electric 18-wheeler because you're not allowed to have diesel or gasoline 18-wheelers in California after the particular date. And so they're going to drive that electric vehicle to the state line before it runs out of power. I don't know. I don't know how many miles you'd be able to get on one. But you think of these car haulers, these big ones that, you know, they have what, eight, four on the top and four on the bottom? And how much they weigh and the type of motor engine you've got to have to pull all that weight? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? How, how, how where are you going to stop and charge? And how long is it going to take you to stop and charge? Is there a solar panel small enough to fit on the top of one that's powerful enough to charge all the batteries on one while you're driving? I mean, it, 
this isn't making any sense, people. It's not making any sense. So if I, if, if let, let's say this then, if California goes, you know, full tilt on this, what if they refuse to let internal combustion engine vehicles um, be offloaded from these ships in their state at their ports? I don't know how that works if they're allowed to do that because aren't I think those ports are federal, aren't they? They're international. But anyway, let's say they let's let's say they can. Okay, any anybody who wants a traditional vehicle, gas or diesel, you're going to have to be on a different ship and it's going to have to go the long way around to the Gulf of Mexico? Or are they going to have to come down and around the Horn of Africa? I don't know. Make our cars here. Make all our cars here. So will they be able to stop ships that are not all electric from docking in California. These are, I mean, these are, I, I, this is the most I've thought it, and I may be totally out of, because I don't know what that law is. But is it? I mean, do, do, are they going that far? And what's that going to do to the, to the downstream costs of everything that's being shipped and has to come off in California. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I went that long way around. I guess I went down, down the long way around to the Gulf Coast, to Gulf of Mexico. I don't know. To say, get ready for more supply chain disruptions. Get yourself ready. Clothing. Foods that aren't made here in the United States, or made, grown here in the United States. Anything that's going to have to be shipped. This is going to be, this is going to cause another kink. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be so uh, devastating, uh, like when everything was shut down back two years ago. What I'm saying is things are tough now. It's not going to get that much better. It's not because we're still going to have, it's not that there's not enough. It's that we can't get it here. That's what it's going to do. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be that we can't get it here again. So look at all your options. Reach out to your extended family, to your community. See, you know, Think of it as um, community, smaller communities where we can barter and help each other. You know, I'm, I'm going to the store and you, you, you need some, just a handful of things and you don't, you don't want to get it delivered. You need something from this and I'm, I'm going to do that for you. And in exchange, you're going to, I don't know, make a quarter of apple butter. I, it, I don't know. Or you have apple trees and I have a good crop of green beans and we, 
you know, we trade, but start thinking this stuff through, start, start thinking this stuff through there. If it was hard to come by when we were all stuck at home, start trying to stock up on it now. It, it, it could be hard to get again. If California actually does that, if California actually does that, And they would have, I guess, every right to. Like I said, I don't know if they have, if they can, how they can um, impact international ports or if that's strictly federal. But, I mean, if, they, if they're if they saying that they're not going to let, uh, if they can't sell anything but electric cars in their state, I mean, isn't that, I mean, how... I don't see how that doesn't affect interstate commerce. I just, I don't know. I think these things through and I don't have anybody to bounce them off of sometimes. <laughs> so. Oh, let's see. About to wind this down. Uh, February is my birthday month, by the way. Not that I want a gift, but for those of you who might consider staying at Holstein House, direct book and there's going to be a special promo code just for my birthday month and that will get you an additional 10% off the regular room rate and that regular rate's already lower than going through Airbnb so it'll be on top of that and there's a couple uh, we'll still have the Hall's chocolate and the Coal River coffee uh, specials going for that too so you know keep in touch you know uh, subscribe to this YouTube stream, you know, like and share on the podcasts and things to uh, to keep up on uh, what's going on. I've got a sub stack, which I'm really bad about keeping updated, <laughs> that if you go to sub stack and subscribe then um, or follow it, then you'll you'll get I'm going to hopefully get some of this stuff out of here today. And updated and and stuff so that we uh, we're back back where I need to be. Let's see. I think that's really why just about got it all done. I am uh, looking for folks if you are interested in being interviewed on this, whether it be for the podcast or for the YouTube. If you have something unique that you'd like to share, uh, it doesn't even have to be unique. I'm trying to stay apolitical here i that's hard for me it's very hard for me but i know it's not something that um you know people don't like to uh if they're looking at the uh the youtube and listening to the podcast they're not listening to it for the politics because I, i've said it a couple other times i don't want to be another angry um angry white christian screaming around about how life is unfair i i am a christian i am caucasian those two things don't change they are as much part of me as my dna and my chromosomes um but i i'm trying to if i if i decide i just can't stay away from the politics i'll start a different one to to do that but um i will share you know religious well i say religious but christian things here uh from time to time and i uh, reserve the right to do that but 
for the most part, we're just really going to be chatting here about um, uh, society and culture issues that, that affect West Virginia and the United States. Uh, food preparation, storage, gardening, home repairs, Ooh, that front porch, uh, current events and stuff, you know, like that. So. I kind of, as much as I love politics, it, there's just so much of it out there. It just, they don't need to hear from me. <laughs> but I will call it a day there. And I appreciate those of you who stopped by. And uh, I will um, be back again on Tuesday with a more structured, uh, structured uh, video and podcast. <laughs> So I will I will stop there and you guys have a great weekend and look go to church. What what did the, what was that they used to say attend the synagogue church or synagogue of your choice? Come on, get 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 back to that. We all that's we all need that. We really do. And you can deny it all day long. All day, baby. But the fact of the matter is we all need we all need that grounding. So until next time my friends, We'll see you later. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments. Do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time. Bye-bye.